Cornucopia Radio presents George and Adolf at the Olympics by Christopher Bellamy. Come. Ah, Miss Jones, take a seat, will you? Thank you, Sir Robert. Did you find us all right? Yes, sir. Really? This place is supposed to be top secret. As an agent in the field, I'm trained to find top secret establishments. Also, I catch the number six bus to work every morning. It stops right outside this building. From the top deck, you can see directly into this office. But that's outrageous! I'll get the Mayor of London to change the route. Wouldn't that be a bit of a giveaway? You might just as well advertise your existence on, well, on the side of a bus. Perhaps you should just make sure that no top-secret documents are left out. Um, I always do. Um, um, Cigar? No, thank you. I used to smoke a pipe, but I gave it up. Don't blame you. A good shag is getting harder and harder to find. Actually, it was big breaths that were the problem. My wife has the same condition, you know. According to uh, Agent Esther Hazy, you speak German? Like a native, sir. Uh, What kind of native? A native of Germany, sir. Ah! Gotcha. And you're uh, interested in sport? Handball. Uh, No, no, I was just feeling for my matches. Uh, How about uh, popular entertainment? I I like to keep abreast of the latest trends. So does Agent Esterhazy, according to my wife. Look, this chap, uh, Formby. George Formby. That's the fella. Know anything about him? He sings comic songs and plays the banjo-lele. The banjo what? The banjolele. It's a cross between a banjo and a ukulele. God, the two most unnecessary instruments in a band. Why on earth would anyone want to put those two together? He's very popular. Have you ever seen him? Once, at the Sheffield Empire. Sheffield? What the devil were you doing there? It's where I come from. So how did you get into the Secret Service? Hard work and intelligence. Uh, No, you've lost me there. Uh, look, uh, do you think uh, this formy chappy could pass himself off as an athlete? He's scrawny enough. Uh, what about his acting? Mm, that's pretty scrawny too. Look, he's doing a matinee at the Manchester Apollo tomorrow. I'd like to go up there and recruit him as a spy, all very hush-hush uh, and all that. I'm not sure he does hush-hush. Top secret, you know. I'm not sure he does top secret either. Look, the fact is, Miss Jones, we're getting desperate. It's this um, German Johnny, Adolf... uh, What's his name? Hitler. That's the fella. We're sure he's up to something, but we haven't got a clue what it is. Uh, Germany are hosting the Olympic Games later this year, and we suspect he'll use them as a pretext for something or other. The trouble is all our agents in Berlin have been turned... They should have steered clear of the late-night cabarets. (laughs) That's why most of them volunteer for the posting in the first place. That and uh, fit young men in those lederhosen. Uh, uh, So, we're uh, looking for someone, of course, whose head won't be turned by a stand-up in leather shorts. What makes you think my head won't be turned? Uh, You're a woman, Miss Jones. Aren't you? Yes, Sir Robert. (laughs) Just checking. Uh, You know, you can never be too sure in our line of work. Look, the chaps at uh, GCHQ have come up with a plan. You'll find everything in this tin box. It says on the label that it contains a miniaturised microphone and playback equipment. Take it. You can try it out on the train on your way up to Manchester. If you can't work out how to use it, you can take a look at this. It's a while since I saw one that size. It's the instruction manual, Miss Jones. How to operate your hidden microphone. Let's hope it does what it says on the tin. World peace could depend on it. And let's hope this uh, Formby chappy will play ball. 
Oh, well, I thought you were feeling for your matches again. Must we go to the sports day of your old school, Eva? Of course we must, Adolf. Now that you are leader of Germany, it is important for you to meet people from all walks of life. But I hate meeting people. It is my wish to conquer them. Later, Liebling. Promise? Promise. Also, I detest sport. All that running and jumping. It makes me so tired. You will not be running and jumping. Just watching it tires me out. You do not even need to watch. Only pin the medals on the chests of the winners. You are sure that people will not think me a pervert when they see me pinning the medals on the chest of teenage girls? You are leader of Germany. You can put in prison all those who think you are a pervert. What if there are not enough prisons? You are leader of Germany. You can build more. Also, you must stop worrying what people think of you. This I know. But it is difficult after the way my mother treated me as a boy. How did she treat you as a boy? As a girl. That explains why your hair is parted on the girl's side. Do you think I should part it on the other side? Stop worrying about your hair. We will tell everyone that you are practicing. Practicing? For when I am pinning medals on the chest of our victorious soldiers? No. For the Olympic Games. Ah, more running and jumping. As leader of Germany, this you must do. Would you rather Gehring did it? That fat oaf in his Luftwaffe costume, he looks like a flying pig. Exactly. At least you don't look like a farmyard animal that will shortly become a thousand breadfast. In fact, you look quite handsome in your new uniform. You really think so? The eyes of the world will be on you. And to think that my mother said that never would I amount to anything. It makes me so mad that sometimes I feel like biting a carpet. Later, Liebchen. Here we are, my old school. And remember, smile, stay awake, and I promise you something very interesting this evening. Oh, miss, turn that knife again. Oh, actually, it's raining. We're in Manchester. I meant your dress. Nice turnout. <laughs> Thanks. My name's Jones, Susan Jones. Pleased to meet you. I like your box. That's what I've come to see you about. Is there somewhere we can talk in private? There's my dressing room. Uh, the one with the star on the door? No, the one next to it. <laughs> Shall we? After you. Oh, I'll just rub this ukulele. Oh, and this one. Sit yourself down. Oh, how did that one get there? Um, they seem to be everywhere. You could never have too many ukuleles in my line of work. Mm, that's what I've come to see you about. I thought you'd come to show me your box. I want to see if what's in my box will fit inside your ukulele. Do you know much about current affairs, George? No, I've never fancied dried fruit. N- n- no, not a current. Cu- oh, I see. 
It was a joke. <laughs> Does the name Adolf Hitler mean anything to you? Let me think. Did he used to do an act with a nanny goat and a length of hosepipe? N- not the one I'm talking about, no. Mind you, they never proved anything. Who didn't? The RSPCA. I'm talking about a different Hitler. Let me show you what's in this tin box. Mein Gott! What was that? Relax, Liebschon. It was only a starting pistol. I hate the sound of gunfire, especially when it interferes with my afternoon nap. You will have to get used to it if you want to conquer people. The shooting I will leave to my generals. I will be involved only in the planning on the victory parades. If you can stay awake long enough. That will not be a problem. There will be no running and jumping to make me fall asleep. Just soldiers marching. And panzers. Naturally. A victory parade without panzers you cannot have. Why are they cheering? Because the race is over. Now you must pin a medal on the chest of the girl who won. Must I? Yes. Imagine that you are pinning a medal on the chest of one of your conquering soldiers at a victory parade. And remember, I have something interesting for you tonight. Suddenly, I feel wide awake. Sure, it'll go in that hole. Twiddle it about a bit. All right. See, it goes in perfectly. Who'd have thought a microphone would fit inside a banjolele? Switch it on. Testing. One, two. One, two. Mary had a little lamb. Now play it back. Testing. One, two. One, two. Mary had a little lamb. Now play it back. It picked up every word. But why do you want me to have a microphone in my badge lately? A few minutes ago, I mentioned Adolf Hitler. Not the one who had the act with the goat and the, the length of hosepipe. Never proved anything. <sighs> the Adolf Hitler I'm thinking of is leader of Germany. You have heard of Germany? Oh, yes. I was stored there with a lumpar band. Really? Yes, they kicked me out, though. Said they didn't have enough oomph, cheeky beggars. Well, now's your chance to get your own back. There's going to be a battle of the umpire bands. No, no. Forget about Oompa bands. Don't think I haven't tried. What I have in mind involves just you, your banjolele, and the microphone. And Adolf Hitler. And world peace. It'll be a first-size show, then. Mm, it won't be a show at all if we can't find a way of getting to him. Adolf, the sports day of my old school wasn't so bad once you got used to the sounds of the starting pistol. Nevertheless, the shooting I will leave to those who are more accustomed to it. Now, what is this thing of interest that you have for me? I'll just put it on. Well, what do you think? Never have I heard anything like it. What is the name of the singer? Georg Formby. Is he German? 
No, he is English. And they say that England is a land without music. Such a pity he is not German. You could make him a temporary German. How so? By inviting him to the Olympic Games. Is he an athlete also? No, but it is not necessary to be an athlete to receive such an invitation. The Cultural Olympics there are also. The Cultural Olympics? Yes, at the Palace of Culture. The Palace of Culture? Is that the grand building that I ordered Spears to build? No, it is the one next to it. They will be singing and dancing. This, I hope, will not tire you out. If all the competitors are like Georg Formby, then I will not sleep a wink. Neither will the rest of Berlin. So, you will send him an invitation? This I will do. And now, Liebchen, I have something even more special for you. More special than Georg Formby? Is that possible? I wonder if this song Georg Formby could sing. Psst. I haven't touched a drop. Oh, oh, another of your jokes. I was beginning to think I'd never get your sense of humour. I was beginning to think the audience never would, so I gave it to him straight. Did it work? No. So, what did you do? I sang him a song. That soon shut him up. It usually does. Oh, cheeky. We've got a way to get to Hitler. Adolf Hitler, the leader of Germany? That's the one. See, I'm learning. Read this invitation. Adolf Hitler, leader of Germany... See, I was right. That's because you're learning. Adolf Hitler, etc., etc., invites you to perform at the Palace of Culture, followed by a private audience. Perfect. That's when we'll record him. Is the Palace of Culture a grand building? No, but it's right next to one. Friday, 31st of July, 1936, Berlin. It still works, and here we are, George, the Palace of Culture. It reminds me of the Glasgow Empire. Are you sure it's not the one next door? That's the Ministry for the Resettlement of Undesirables. Undesirables? What are they? People like us, probably. Let's go in and check the running order. You are improving, Adolf. I am not yet up to the standard of Georg Formby. Perhaps some tips he will give you at the private audience this evening after the concert at your Palace of Culture. Now, you must let go of your instruments and get ready to attend it. Can I wear my tin hat? No, this is a formal occasion. But there might be protesters outside. One of them might throw something, or a rotten tomato, for instance. The leader of Germany does not wear a tin hat in public. But it is in public that I need to wear it. In private, I am safe. As the leader of Germany, you must learn to deal with such things. 
You are right. If anyone throws a rotten tomato, I will have all the tomato sellers arrested. Which jacket shall I wear? The one with the swastika on the right arm or the left arm? What about the one with the swastika on each arm? Oh, you are so wise in such matters, Eva. Where are my jackboots? Here they are. I will do something interesting for you as you put them on. Have we got the time? Three and a half minutes is all it will take. That was the best concert I have ever attended, Fräulein Jones. I cannot thank you enough for bringing Herr Formby to Germany. You're too kind, Herr Hitler. Call me Adolf. Adolf. And now the moment you have been waiting for. Adolf, the private audience with Herr Formby. Like this, I should play? Try to bend your right arm a bit. Like so? That's better. Thank you, Georg. You don't mind if I call you Georg? You can call me any time you like. This I do not understand. It was an example of English humour, Herr Hitler. Ach, now I understand. It was a joke. I would like to learn more on this subject in case I ever visit England. You'll get quite a reception if you do. Your pomp and circumstance I have heard much about. That's not one of mine. You're mixing me up with someone else. Elgar. Not at the moment, thanks. Another example of English humour. There is more to this English humour than I thought. But now we must part. I have to plan my invasion of Poland. Uh, I think, Adolf, that you mean your visit to Poland. <laughs> Forgive me. My English is not very good. Perhaps I should come to England so that your Mr. Churchill can give me a lesson. He'll teach you a lesson, all right. It would be a nice gesture on your part, Adolf. Mr. Churchill's got some nice gestures as well. So I will say Auf Wiedersehen. So would I if I knew what it meant. Goodbye, Herr Hitler. Say goodbye, George. Goodbye, George. Why did he call me George? This was another example of English humour. There is so much to learn about this subject. I wonder if I will ever make the English laugh. Come. Ah, Miss Jones, take a seat. Did you find us all right? Actually, I got a bit lost. They've rerouted the number six bus. (laughs) You're not the first of our agents to lose their way. So you said. You've tidied up. Can't have top-secret documents lying around, you know. You never know who might be looking through the window. Uh, How did you get on in Berlin? Not very well. Trouble with the recording equipment? No, it worked perfectly. Uh, Formby not up to the job? No, he was fine. Hmm. Uh, Did you meet Hitler? We met him all right, but he didn't give much away. He was more interested in learning to play the banjolele. Although he did say he was planning to invade Poland. Invade Poland? Is he completely mad? Probably. Anyway, he said it was his lack of English made him use the wrong word. 
He meant to say he was going to visit Poland. Well, never mind. Uh, look, you, you did your best. You know, the next Olympics will be held in Japan in 1940. I expect things will have calmed down a bit by then. If you're not doing anything you know that year, maybe you like to trickle along. Take that Formby chappy with you. Mix a bit of work with pleasure. And Japan? 1940? Yes, Sir Robert. I I'd like that. Provided nothing comes up, of course. George and Adolf at the Olympics was written by Christopher Bellamy and edited and directed by Peter Beeston. It featured the voices of Matilda Swinney as Susan Jones, Jonathan Taylor as Sir Robert, David Kirkham as George Formby, Yasmin Osborne as Ava Brown and Tim Rutherford as Adolf Hitler. This work is released under a Creative Commons agreement. For more information, visit cornucopia-radio.co.uk. Oh, 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 oh,